Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing just fine. Beautiful day here in Syracuse. Weather is approaching 65 degrees. Finally, some shorts weather here until it goes back to 40 uh, this weekend, but enjoying myself uh lots of baseball still to be talked about uh, as we are now on the sixth fifth day of the season um and let's get right into it on us too quickly yeah no season's going by too quick lj we're five days out of 178 so 173 more episodes to go <laughs> all right so brandon where, where are we wanting to start today are we going down to tampa I'm afraid we are. Um, never been a big fan of the trop, and uh, all right, we did not come. We came here for Ray's content. We did not come here for trop slander today. Well, we're here for Ray's slander. Is that is that we're here is for Ray's slander? So let's hear it, LJ. What's what happened to the Rays last night? This team got their ass whooped, absolutely demolished, stomped. Molly whopped. Molly whopped. Bamboozled. Kerfuffled. They sucked. LJ. They were deficient at playing baseball. LJ, a little birdie told me that they were so bad last night that they had to bring in their all-star pitcher from the outfield. Is that correct? Yeah, they had they had to bring they had to bring in an all-star just to shut this game down. They end up going with Brett Phillips for not not one. The last two innings of this game, he goes out there for. Um, first off, overall, an update on you know the life of Brett Phillips. He already had a highlight from the last series, the last game of the last series, where the guy threw the, threw his bat at the Rays dugout with his swing, and then he went to go bring it back out to him and almost dropped the bat and almost tripped and fell himself. We then fast forward into this first game against the Oakland Athletics, the only team that rivals the Orioles in terms of how bad they are. I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair assessment. At this point, in my eyes, 
and they come out and absolutely they play fantastic. They play so so great that they had to bring in Brett Phillips just to shut this team down or try to shut this team down. LJ, they the A's score eight runs in the first two innings. They hit two homers in the first, Seth Brown and Chad Pender. Uh, and then Elvis Andrus with a three-run home run. That's how you know it's sad. When Elvis Andrus is going deep on you, uh, washed Elvis Andrus, might I add. He goes deep, makes it 8 nothing after the second inning. It was 9 nothing after well, the fourth. Well, let's go a little deeper into this because there are, is active reasons. Honestly, probably maybe a hot take here. One of the few guys I really trust here in terms of Luis Patino yeah, I feel I feel comfortable saying that he's the one guy I would choose out of this group. Maybe Shane McClanahan, sure, but overall, there's not a lot there that I'm liking right now. He was one of them. He allows one hit, throws 13 pitches, and then we'll talk about him in a minute. Ends up having to leave the game with injury. That requires them to bring in Chris Mazza of former Red Sox fame. Also, has blown their his share of games for the Rays since he went over there, and. It did not look good. I have a very respectable, very good Rays fan that I had talked to last night gave this expert analysis. He basically just fell in love with the dick high fastball. And as you know, Brandon, the dick high fastball tends to go out of the park a lot. Yeah, uh, certainly not the ideal spot to throw any pitch, uh, let alone a straight fastball. Just not the greatest of outings um but yeah patino lj uh what was it 13 pitches he lasted it was 13 pitches yes do we know what the injury was i know we're going to get into injuries in a little bit but we do know what it was there was a um do we want to get into it now it is strained oblique but like strained oblique okay well we'll just touch on that now um lj you know I know that the A's offense jumped out, but this is still a good Rays lineup that got shut down by Paul Blackburn with the exception of Wander Franco. Well, yeah, no one's – you can't stop You can't stop a semi-truck. That's really what he is. Wander the semi-truck Franco. Um, no, this is a, a fantastic start for Blackburn, and then after that it didn't even matter what they did in the bullpen because they had enough run support to get them by, but they still came up again, two earned from the bullpen after that. What's more telling is seven strikeouts for Blackburn against this team. You got to be more disciplined early in the season when most guys aren't that great on their command right now, you have to actually step up and perform. That's just, it's not acceptable. Yandy Diaz, Josh Lowe, uh, Francisco Mejia and, Brett Phillips, all with two strikeouts in the game. Yeah, LJ, seven by Blackburn through the first five innings, but the Rays, you only get 27 outs in a game, and 13 were strikeouts. Uh, not ideal. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. But we did get some gold, a new gold glove contender, I'd have to say. In that Brett Phillips. Inning. Brett Phillips, gold glove pitcher right now, makes an incredible diving play as, as a pitcher in foul territory, look, I never want to hear this whole pitchers can't play defense or shouldn't be expected to play de- defense again. The man was clearly able to do it. It's just a matter of committing. He tra- It's so funny because the way he tracked that ball down, 
just made it, it just looks so much like an outfielder and it's just hilarious the way that he went about that i thought it was he slides way before the ball even uh comes down in his glove really showed off quite a bit of flair there and we know every time brett phillips takes the mound uh we saw last year uh his his antics in the bullpen was certainly uh a sight to see and um I believe the first position player to pitch this year, unless I missed something. It would have to be. There's no way anyone else pitched because keep this in mind. Every single team has the extra two spots. And for most of them, at least the logical ones, those extra spots were usually going to relievers. Like most teams bolstered their bullpen to start the season. There is no reason for you to have a position player pitching in that first series. Not none whatsoever. Really, it's hard to justify in the second series. But, no, I think the funniest part about the whole Brett Phillips defensive play is me trying to picture somebody who didn't know Brett Phillips was out there. Can you imagine you just turned on the Rays game and all of a sudden you see the pitcher pulling a stunt like that? I don't know if you'd be confused. I don't know if you'd be, like, hyped up because this guy is really committed and then eventually you find out that it's not an actual pitcher because you see the next pitch and he throws it 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, experienced. He certainly doesn't have the most uh, pitcher-looking wind-up either. He, you know, his, his wind-up looks like something straight out of the 1920s or 1930s. It's, it's actually quite fantastic. I enjoy watching position players pitch. Uh, adds a little bit entertainment to these blowout games. Oh, certainly, especially when. Honestly, I feel like this is something. Another segment for another time, probably because we've gone eight minutes now on the Rays. But I feel like we need to give a scouting grades as a pitcher for Brett Phillips, because he certainly doesn't have one yet. Came up as an outfielder, of course. He needs his own grade. I mean, where are we putting it? Are we? I'd like to, just for his own sake, give him a 22 on the fastball. Yeah, you know, we can give him that. Um, unfortunately, that fastball did get crushed for a grand slam by Sheldon Noisy. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that. We can certainly go in-depth on Brett Phillips' pitching scouting report some other time. But you're right, we have gone eight minutes on this blowout. Um, real quick, for like 10 seconds, running over other notable results yesterday. Uh, the Nationals beat the Braves 11-2. to Braves fall to 2-3. and uh, and the Padres, the fir- I just feel so unconcerned about though. Yeah, uh, and the Padres, they fall or they win against the Giants, four to two. They're the first team in the MLB to get to four wins. But yeah, LJ, like like you said, I'm not concerned about the Braves. The Nationals looked uh, their their offense. We know it's a good offense. Soto, Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, Kieber. Ruiz, those are good hitters. And Huascari Noah, just not the greatest start. Um, but I'm not at all concerned about the Braves. Daniel Bard comes up with the win yesterday, I also saw, furthering his uh, early season dominance of old. Um, was I making that point on this show or the other show? I'm not. Uh, I think it was this show. Um, but <laughs> one. We're all blending together at this point. We can't talk. baseball on big three anymore because i'm just going to start talking about random stuff that probably no one here has heard but if you are 
if you are an iHeartRadio listener looking for something to listen to on Monday through Thursday night from 8 to 9, definitely recommend checking out Big 3 Radio on WLAS 102.9 out of Newton, Mass. It's good content. I feel comfortable saying that. An unbiased take. Well, that's certainly good uh, to hear. The one other guy I wanted to touch on, uh, I watched the Yankees game last night. Uh, honestly, I shouldn't have. It was it was very boring uh, as the Yankees collect four hits in the game. I believe they only had two going into the ninth inning, due in large part to Alec Manoa, who has seemed to have the Yankees number all last season. And he goes out last night in the Bronx, six innings, allowing only one hit, no runs, seven strikeouts. Uh LJ, if this guy can be a contributor for the Blue Jays, that rotation is is really scary. Yeah, I mean, you were expecting it at some point in my eyes. Like, this guy's too talented to not end up being a legitimate major league pitcher. I wasn't expecting him to come out this early. Like, this, he seemed like more of that year four, year five project for the Blue Jays. So he'd have all this good experience of being on a competitive team while he's still young and then when he's really ready to shine the team's already there for him and really they'll probably be looking for their next ace at that point engine ryu those guys aren't getting younger at this point so they'll be really ready for a guy like him but to have him coming and having such a strong start to the season is very very exciting do we want to flip over to a not so exciting start to the season Sure. Good. Let's go over to Milwaukee. What's going on with these Brewers here, Brandon? They drop yesterday's game 2-0 to the Baltimore Orioles, giving them their first win of the year. Adrian Hauser, another really good pitcher, very good pitcher, ends up going three and two-thirds, allowing two earned, three walks, four hits. It's a very mediocre day for him when you need the – you need them to be great when you've got a offense that's just kind of middle of the pack. This offense is not even middle of the pack. They're second last in the league in runs scored uh, so far. This is a this is a bad offense. This is a bad right. offense, LJ. Brandon, if if you're condemning the Brewers' offense right now, then my fantasy team has no hope. So give them a little bit of time. Either way, I mean, if we're looking for one positive. Is Yelich back? If we're overreacting to this team, is Yelich back? Is my first question. Yeah, you know he's had a he's he's had a solid first few games. Uh, he's actually drawing walks now, learning that you know he is a, a superstar caliber player uh, who you know is on this massive contract through 2028, 26 million a year. Uh, you would certainly hope that he would at least uh, be hitting, you know above 100 OPS plus, which I'm sure he is above this year. But, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully Christian Yelich is back. And what are, your, what are your overall thoughts? It seems like they're uh, – because this doesn't feel like the first time I've seen him in the lineup. Victor Caratini is getting a lot of playing time for this Brewers team right now. They desperately need an infusion of offense. Wouldn't it make more sense to go with a heavier dosage of Omar Narvaez right now? Like, there's no way he's tired yet. You know, 
Victor Caratini is he's put up some some good hitting seasons. I mean, last season definitely not. Uh, but we've certainly seen value there. But LJ, I think Omar Narvaez we ranked in the top ten for catchers. The dude made the All Star game last year and is the best framer in the league. Yeah, you know, I don't know what Craig Council's doing over there. Maybe uh, who I'm not sure who was it on the mound last night for the Brewers. Hauser, maybe Hauser prefers to not pitch to Narvaez. I mean, I think I'm grasping at straws here. I I, I really I have no idea. See a, I don't see a way you could complain about pitching to Narvaez when you look at these numbers, when you look at the strike rate, when you look at the catcher framing runs, all of this. I mean, yes, there's a lot more to that. How he calls the game, the interpersonal relationship. But those types of things, how do you know that through one spring training? Victor Caratini, this is his first season in Milwaukee. There is no reason for there to be a literal 50-50 split through four games between these guys. That's the first clear mistake that I see so far. LJ, it wasn't even one spring training. Caratini got traded April 6th. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so this this was literally his first game ever called by Victor Caratini. I just, I, I don't know. Um, but I guess kind of sticking with bad news, uh, we got to cover some injuries because even though we are only five days into the season, we have had quite a few players of note hit the IL. Uh, LJ, including two guys on the White Sox who are former, former All-Stars. Absolutely, Brandon. Where are we wanting to start here? You want to start with AJ Pollock? Yeah, so AJ Pollock, uh, let me see if I can pull up exactly what his injury is, but it's both AJ Pollock and Lucas Giolito. Uh, let's see, AJ Pollock, where, where is it here? Why isn't it show on here? Uh, abdominal strain, or no, that was, that was Lucas Giolito. Um, he left his season debut with, a, with an abdominal strain. He'll miss at least two starts. Pollock dealing with a hamstring strain forced him from Saturday's game, uh, and they both get placed on the 10-day IL. Uh, yeah, certainly something of note that Giolito won't be pitching the next two starts, the presumed ace of, of this team. Um, and... Obviously, A.J. Pollock, you trade for because you need some help there in the outfield. Now you're going to rely on a guy like Gavin Sheets to fill in for him uh, for the next few games. Well, you're also saying that Lucas Giolito is the presumed ace of this team. He's the presumed secondary ace. Their actual ace was already on the injured list. Yeah. This is just a very, again, a rough start to the season. I know we've said it a million times today, um, that word but I just don't see how the offense can keep up with the amount of injuries that they've had, particularly with the pitching and losses like losing a guy like Craig Kimbrell. And I'm not sure management, Tony La Russa, I don't know if he can actually put this team together into a position where they can win without these guys. Cause you really didn't see that last year. I mean, considering Carlos Rodon, I mean, yeah, he was hurt banged up through the entire back half of the season, but he also, made the majority of those starts he put in a ton of innings for this team and so now all of a sudden you've got a situation where these guys aren't able to just kind of push through those injuries can Tony La Russa actually 
manage and plan competently to get them through this stretch. And let's not forget, Tim Anderson was suspended for the few first few games of the season, uh, a suspension that carried over from last season after he made contact with an umpire. Yoan Mankata also on the IL. Uh, I believe he should be returning soon, but White Sox are certainly shorthanded here. And, of course, a Garrett Crochet. How can I forget about him? Uh, he, of course, Tommy John surgery, and he'll be out for the year. So White Sox very shorthanded uh, in the first week already. Yeah, long term, again, I'm not all that concerned. I think they're going to be one of those teams that we are going to be questioning when it comes to our first big mile marker of the season being Memorial Day. When we get to that Memorial Day, that 200 plate appearance section where guys are roughly around there, we're going to be questioning whether or not this team is legit. I'm going to feel pretty willing to say that they are because at some point this year, they are going to get the majority of these guys back. If I'm correct, yo, you're definitely getting Gilito, of course. You'll get Pollock. You'll get Mankata. Um, when is Lance Lynn? You might have already said this today. When is Lance Lynn supposed to be back? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I believe it was he's still recovering from surgery that he got or did he get surgery i don't know what surgery, that is. i thought um they did give it a timetable um at least mid-may so again all my all um perfectly leading to my point when you say mid-may for pitcher that means absolutely nothing because i know very few pitchers that actually come back at or before their target date it's almost always after. So you're probably looking at a June return to the rotation for Lance Lynn, at least a, a June return to form. So by June, you should theoretically have Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, um, Joe Kelly, AJ Pollock, Yohan Mankata. Those are five really big pieces for this group that will be coming back. And they're going to probably be a second half team. Are we going to really trust them to be legit based on what we see out of a weakened team in the first half? I'm willing to bet we won't think that they're an actual contender, not nearly as much of a contender as we thought they were last year, just because we'll see what this lineup can do without these key pieces. And it's not going to be much. Well, we mentioned the Rays earlier and actually a report that just came out while we're recording Patino will hit the 10-day IL, and also reliever JT Chargois will hit the 10-day IL. And Ryan Yarborough hits the 10-day IL yesterday, so the Rays now short three pitchers. And LJ, here's the list of pitchers that was already on their IL. Shane Baz, Yanni Trinos, Tyler Glasnow, Brendan McKay. And Nick Anderson and Pete Fairbanks. Uh, if you thought there was already nobodies in this Rays bullpen, they just called up some guys, uh, the likes of Ralph Garza, Jason Adam. Uh, they got Jeffrey Springs out there. This is this is slim slim pickings here for the Rays now. Uh, who? LJ, is it just me or the last few years, the Rays have struggled immensely with uh, keeping their starting pitchers healthy? Or at least just the whole pitching staff. They've struggled with keeping the whole pitching staff healthy. I just don't think this is probably 
the least deep Rays team we've seen in years. Probably since maybe 2018. This is the um, thinnest team that the Rays have had. And so when you have that, there's not much you can do. However, I will say I feel better about the um, Rays and their injuries than I do the White Sox and theirs because of this. They weren't expected. They shouldn't have been expected to win this division. Toronto was the favorite, and they're looking really, really freaking good to start this season. They're probably going to end up leading the division at the end of April, and they might lead it the entire season. I wouldn't be shocked. But the one thing working in the Rays' favor is the fact that the rest of the division has not looked good. Baltimore is Baltimore, and the Rays have proven that Baltimore is Baltimore. The Yankees looked very wobbly against the Red Sox, who also didn't look good either. Neither of those teams, as much as it was good baseball, neither of them looked polished. Neither of them really looked good. And when you go into tough stretches like New York has right now or Boston's going to have playing Toronto multiple times this month, that's going to be trouble for them. And the same thing again, the Red Sox, again, didn't start out sharp, probably won't be sharp. This offense needs to kind of kick it in gear a little more and be consistent throughout the game. That's something that they're still going to be looking for. Meanwhile, Chicago White Sox, Minnesota already looks really good. Cleveland looks just as good as I was expecting them to. And those teams are going to keep winning. So I guess my point here is Tampa has a higher chance of reaching my expectation for them, which is a wild card berth, than Chicago does of winning their division based on the current form right now of these teams. Well, let's jump down to the Big Apple. The Mets have two pitchers uh, leave the game last night due to injury. Taiwan Walker made his season debut, and he leaves due to right shoulder irritation. And his last spring start, he he left early due to right knee soreness. So the right side of his body, right knee, right shoulder, uh, both something to keep an eye on. He's going for an MRI today. And Trevor May, uh, the first time in his career they asked him to go for more than three outs. Uh, he threw a ball four pitch yesterday, visibly winced. He said he was going through something that he would like to call a dead arm period. Soreness in both bicep and the tricep. He's going for an MRI today also to make sure there's no structural damage there in the arm uh so the mets also down two pitchers but neither of them have hit the il yet no and overall like yes of course it's not good to lose them but they aren't near nearly that scary a situation because the rest of the pitching staff around them i've felt has looked pretty good max scherzer is of course max scherzer but tyler miguel looked great opening day chris bassett's looked really solid as well and so, and so did Carlos Carrasco the other day, day too. So they they could not necessarily afford another loss to this pitching staff, but at least the pitching staff looks better early than we were expecting them to. Uh, and LJ, speaking of the Red Sox, not sure if you have the game on on another tab or anything, but they are two outs away from uh, beating the Tigers uh, in what should be a very winnable series here for them in Detroit. Yeah, I've got I've got the uh, game day going, so I don't burn up my lap my laptop battery trying to do the zoom and the uh, stream. But yeah, I have been watching this, and I got a chance to see 
Spencer Torkelson's first hit came today. And he and, scores one. And Kike Hernandez finally getting on the board this year. He's got two doubles today. Uh, but the one last uh, injury we wanted to talk about, Blake Snell did get scratched from his start on Sunday. Uh, let me see here. I believe they're still trying to figure out what to do with him. They're saying day-to-day right now, potentially an April 15th return, which would be on Friday. He was a late scratch. They said he was dealing with groin tightness while warming up in the bullpen prior to his outing. Uh, LJ, this was the same injury that he dealt with last September and missed his last few starts as a result of that. Uh, He said that this flare-up is way more minor than uh, the one that happened last year. I believe he's going to be playing catch today, maybe a little long toss. And manager Bob Melvin said, quote, I want to leave it open. I'm a little skeptical based on the fact he had to be scratched, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're always going to be cautious this early in the season. So uh, potentially an IL stint for Blake Snell, but maybe not uh, depending on how his throwing goes uh, today. Yeah. You're always going to be cautious early in the season. You're also going to be really cautious with Blake Snell. That I think is going to be the biggest hindrance to his career is because of his early issues and issues coming back from injury that he had in Tampa, where not only does the team not all, all that much support a guy going more than two innings, but they certainly didn't support him going more than two innings because his body just wasn't ready to handle it coming back from, I believe that was Tommy John, correct? Uh, Tommy John he had a couple years ago? Yes. Yeah. So coming back from that, they really didn't trust him to be able to finish games, to be able to go deep, to put that many innings on his arm. And so now even on a new team, you notice 128 innings last year, over 27 starts that that's a perfectly fine amount of starts not not necessarily the ideal amount of innings you want to see out of 27 starts every single time he has the slightest thing wrong with him every single team that's ever going to have him from now on will pump the brakes absolutely well uh how are we doing on time lj we have we're at 29 minutes so unless you have anything else to add no, um, we can save this Nationals ownership thing to tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah, either way works for me. Now, we can save it for tomorrow. Um, I would like to talk for a few a few minutes on that, uh, certainly. But other than that, I um, believe that's it. We're just going to be watching. There's a full slate of games today, actually. I believe 15 games, all 30 teams in action. So certainly a great night to watch baseball. And uh, other than that, check us out on TikTok on Twitter, at MLB Daily Pod. We're starting to produce a lot more content there. And uh, until then, I'm Brandon, this is LJ, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. 
Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.